Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer and His Word. Everyone could just bow their heads and join us in, in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time that we can just come before you, the creator of the heavens and earth and everything in it, Lord. We just thank you and praise you for all you've done, all you've done, all you're doing. Yes. In and through each and every one of us, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which has is there. You sent him as a gift to lead us, to guide us into all truth, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord. We thank you and praise you for it. We just turn it over to you and have, let you have your way in and through this message, Lord, that you may be glorified. Lord, I also ask you for uh, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit for some and an infilling of the Holy Spirit in others, those who have not yet received the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would just pour out your Spirit over all flesh, like you say in your word, in their lives, Lord, Lord. and we consider it done, and we thank you and praise you and give you the glory and the honor and the praise, your Holy Spirit, too. To comfort us and to guide us and to lead us so that we can be the sons of God. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Name, amen. I know. So many of you just probably heard uh, pray for uh, you know, some I call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but receiving a refreshing or infilling of the Holy Spirit. And if you are in agreement, thank you with that and you have received it mm-hmm. and uh, just to okay. give you a, a little insight there I'm not going to limit the spirit and how the spirit moves mm-hmm. but you may encounter if you will experience some very unique things or be experiencing those and and that's okay uh, we can see in Acts 2 how when the spirit was poured out the, they began to speak with other tongues. And it's happened again in Acts 11. Well, Peter explains it in Acts 11. Um, where the, uh, what's referred to as the second day of Pentecost. Um, where it wasn't even over prayer. It was just as Peter was speaking. We see that in Acts 10, 44, where Peter was just speaking and the Holy Spirit fell upon all who listened to the message. So, um, I just want to comfort you. Yes. It's okay. The Holy Spirit is there to to lead you, to guide you, you, and to bring you peace and joy and lead you or direct you back to Christ. You. So Thank you. <laughs> just be, be comforted. It's okay. Yeah. Welcome, amen. Yes. Hallelujah. On our last podcast, we were introduced to how the Lord describes himself in Exodus 34. And we took a closer look at what the Lord's description means. Now we are going to build on that foundation to begin thinking God's way and begin to establish the authority of God's word in our lives. In 2010, the Lord began to speak and teach me some very specific things about prayer. One of which was that I needed to adjust my thinking and begin to think about things the way he thinks about them. 
I had gone through a period where I was very frustrated in my prayer life and I was having a difficult time in my walk as a result. There were things that I needed and was trying to ask the Lord for them, but my prayer life was hit or miss at best. I came to a place where I was tired of having failed prayers and feeling confused about hearing and going the way God wanted me to go. I wanted to live a life like Jesus did while he was here ministering in the earth, successfully accurate prophetic words, and always answered prayers, and not 20 years later either. So let's get to it, shall we? Amen. Ephesians 2, 6 says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So we must start with the heavenly perspective, the way God sees things. Let's turn to Genesis 1, 5. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. Let's also take a look at Genesis 1, 8. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. And let's go on to read verse 13. You can see a pattern growing here, right? The Lord looks like the evening, and then the morning, and counts this as a day, Versus humans who look at the morning when the sun rises as the start of the day and the evening or nightfall as the end of the day. So you can tell that we are opposite just by nature in our thinking versus the way God thinks. Genesis one nineteen, there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. We can just see that he continues to go in the pattern that he set. And even looking at Hebrew culture, sunset begins the day for them. In other words, we as society have done things in reverse, the exact opposite, if you will, of how the Lord has stated it should be. Mm-hmm. We've reversed it. We're upside down, if you will, mm-hmm. compared to his thinking. So that's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. which is what we need to be with the Lord is in complete alignment and agreement with what he has set and established. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 46 verses nine through 12. Remember the former things long past for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things which have not been done saying, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my purpose from a far country, truly I have spoken, truly I will bring it to pass. I have planned it, surely I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn-minded, who are far from righteousness. We can see in these scriptures, God is establishing that he is the Lord. He's God. And despite what people thought, there is no other that is like him. And there's no other way to get where he wants us to go. Then he goes on to tell them a portion of his ways. You can see that in verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things which have not been done. So God doesn't do things the way we think to do them or we as humans do them. He goes to the end and works back to the beginning. Whereas the human perspective is to start at the beginning and try to work it out from there or to skip around 
haphazardly and, and just kind of see what happens, you know, what what's going to manifest out of that. Exactly. That defies all human logic, if you will, mm-hmm. where it's you go down the checklist, we go to A, then B, then C, and there are contingency mm-hmm. plans at each interval based on what happens, you know, our, our second and tertiary plans, mm-hmm. where the Lord starts at the end. This is what's going to be established and accomplished mm-hmm. and then goes all the way from that, from the end point mm-hmm. to the beginning and says, this is exactly how it's going to come into mm-hmm. effect, into being. And, I, and I, I'm blessed by this, but it's always about you know, what he says in verse 10, my purpose, his purpose will be established mm-hmm. and he will accomplish his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. So we really need to pay attention or take heed to that. Mm-hmm. where it's a coming into alignment with his plans, his purpose. Amen. It's, it's his will that will be done. Amen. Verse 12 says, listen to me, you stubborn minded who are far from righteousness. What does the Lord tell us about our own righteousness? That it's as filthy rags before him, right? Absolutely. And there's not one that's righteous in his sight. So it's only by coming his way that we become righteous. So, that's the way he wants us to think about it. And like you said, John, in verses 10 and 11, he makes it clear. It is his purpose. That's not a light word. It wasn't, um, it was chosen with purpose, with a reason that he said his purpose will be established and come to pass and that it's going to happen no matter what. And also that his plan is the one that is important in the grand scheme of everything. Remember that we are looking at things from his perspective seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2:16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2:16 tells us that we have the mind of Christ, and that is absolutely true. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But and we have to train our mind. Just like we are born into this natural world as babies with the full capacity to become functioning mature adults yes. to do everything we're supposed to do but it's not ready at the moment that we show up that we come out of the womb it has to be trained and developed you have everything you need to walk every every muscle every ligament is present and the the brain the mindset to do it the neurons and everything else is is present but it has to be developed over time learning how to walk so likewise we have to train our mind the mind of Christ that we have, we have to train it to function. So that means practice thinking like Christ. Practice thinking like God does. It also tells us that we don't have the place of instructing God, but we are in place to know the way he thinks. And that means that we are not going to say, God, you should do this and you should do that. When are you going to keep your word, God, or, you know, do this my way? That's not what he wants from us, but we are able and have the capacity to understand the will of the Lord. And that's what the Lord is getting at here. Yes. And it's also a realization. You know, we started this series of renewing our mind, recognizing who Christ was, putting him in his rightful place. But then now we have to recognize whose words have authority. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven tells us, for I know the plans that I have for you, Mm -hmm. declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. 
Now, if we look at this this verse from the perspective of of how it applies to us, we have to recognize that it's his plan, the one that he has for you, mm-hmm. not the plan that you have created for yourself, even if it is with godly intentions, mm-hmm. right? It's not our own plan for our own life, even the life in Christ, but it is coming into alignment with his plan mm-hmm. and his purpose for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that whole piece is about. And it's, it's really amplified, if you will, in Isaiah 55, 7 through 11, where he says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Mm-hmm. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares Mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, and making it bear and sprout, and furnishing seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Amen. Uh, there's a lot in there, but uh, if you even only focus on, well, verse 8 and verse 11, mm-hmm. again, it is is that exact thing, recognizing Yes, whose words have authority, but the words have authority because it is God in his rightful place. Amen. Coming in and then our role is to come into alignment or agreement with his thoughts and his ways. Amplified in verse 11 by his word, which proceeds from his mouth. Mm-hmm. They don't come back. His words don't come back empty. Mm-hmm. And it succeeds. For the purpose or the matter of which he sent it. Amen. Amen. Not our own thoughts. Not trying to relay mm-hmm. Christ's words back to him, if you will, in a, in a sense of trying to get him to come into alignment or agreement with our plans. Mm-hmm. But it is us aligning ourselves with his plans, his word, and speaking the word he has told us to speak into the situation mm-hmm. we find ourselves in. Amen. Amen. He says in verse 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Or in other words, the way you think is not how I think. You know, as as in I being the Lord. The way we humans think is not the way God thinks. And the way humans do things is not the way God does things. That's not his way. And he is only going to operate by His his way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we can really see this, well, in two places. We'll we'll start with what's referred to as the Great Commission, which we find in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Mm -hmm. And in this, we see the structure that the Lord has intended for us to follow. We see this first with his disciples, where he says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me. In heaven and on earth. Mm -hmm. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you even, always, even to the end of the age. Now, I was talking about structure and framework here. It begins in verse 18 with a recognition, recognition, if you will, of who has authority. Mm-hmm. And that was Jesus. It is God. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, in every aspect, he has authority. And then we see in verse 19, what people refer to as the Great Commission, the sending. As you go, make disciples. Okay. As you go, if we look at Christ and his ministry, it was for his disciples anyway, they ended up doing the same things that Christ did during his ministry. Yes, they were participating in that earlier on, under Christ's guidance and supervision while on earth, but it was a sending piece now. First recognizing the authority, where it came from, and then it was speaking those words, just like Christ. He only said what the Father said. He only did what the Father did, Mm -hmm. what he saw the Father do. Nothing of his own initiative, but only as the Father commanded him. Mm -hmm. And we see that in every situation. Absolutely. And how do we know that? Because the results that occurred were different than what anyone else Mm -hmm. was able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God directed. You know, Jesus' ministry was... Only, absolutely, God directed, and he didn't go outside of that. No, he just stated exactly what he heard the Father mm-hmm. say, speaking into that situation. Mm-hmm. And that same mm-hmm. structure, though, that I was talking about, we really see the Apostle mm-hmm. Paul highlight in Ephesians. Now, a little background. Ephesians is, is known typically as one of the, the mature churches, right? and that mm-hmm. is what most people in the body of Christ, as far as uh, most churches, look at as the the standard, if you will, of what to uh, aspire to build churches up to. Mm-hmm. But Paul begins Ephesians by laying down the structure and the foundations throughout all the entirety of chapter 1. Even at the very beginning, he acknowledges his apostleship of Jesus Christ by what? The will of God. Mm -hmm. And then he addresses the people who are faithful in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. not in themselves Mm -hmm. and trying to put Christ on top of their own plans. Mm -hmm. But throughout the entirety of the chapter, it is always addressing the will of the Lord, where the power, the authority comes from, Mm -hmm. uh, their righteousness, their blamelessness, that Who predestined them? He, God, predestined them through Mm -hmm. Christ to himself Mm -hmm. as a result of his will, Mm -hmm. through his grace. He freely bestowed. Mm -hmm. And in him is where the redemption comes from. In him, his will was made known Mm -hmm. because of his kind intention that he purposed in the Lord. His purpose. His purposes, his plans. The people are God's own possession. Right, not their own. Not I'm not my own possession. Right, the the whole entirety of this is the foundation, and it all begins with the Lord mm-hmm. putting Him in His rightful place, acknowledging that, recognizing that, 
And then everything that we say or do, done under him and his word. And it's maintained by remaining in him. Absolutely. And finished out likewise. That is the abiding piece. Absolutely. At the end of chapter one, Paul really addresses, wraps it all up and says, all things are in subjection under his, the Lord's feet Mm -hmm. that he was given as head over all things to the church. The church being his body, not a bunch of individual churches, but we as the church, the body of Christ is supposed to come into the fullness of him who fills all. Not us filling ourselves. We can only be filled through him, well, mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. of him. Absolutely. That he has given as a gift. Mm-hmm. And, and to continue the, with the foundational piece, and speaking of his word, we have to look at who, even the angels, whose word they are obeying or performing. If we turn to Psalm 103.20, it states, Bless the Lord, his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Not our own word. Not what we like to pull out of the Bible, just, I'll say, reciting scriptures, Mm -hmm. trying to reason with the Lord that way. Well, your word says this. And stand on, and it does say those things, and that's great, but it's the relational aspect. We'll take it as a parent to a child. The child learns the character and nature of the parent through time spent, through demonstration of what the parent has poured into the child. Mm-hmm. They time spent together. Now, with that, there comes a point where the children have knowledge of the character and nature but every specific situation they come across they may may need some additional guidance and direction and depending on how that relationship is they should always be able to go to the parent and ask them what is your will or desire in this situation mm-hmm. we should have that same approach with Christ mm-hmm. where we understand his character and nature but in everything okay what do you want to have happen here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'll say that unfortunately we as the church the body of Christ haven't always done that mm-hmm. the holy spirit had said to me that many people in the body of Christ have been crying out for repentance or revival but they've not come in the submission to do what the Lord wants to do and to do it his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings us right back to Amos 3.3. 3. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or another way of phrasing it is, how can two people in a relationship function? How can that relationship function if the people in that relationship don't agree with each other? Mm. They are at odds with each other. And the simple answer is they cannot. It applies in any relationship. A husband and a wife, a family, business, Mm. you name it. But it applies eternally more so to our walk and relationship with Christ. 
if we are not in alignment and agreement with his will for us or for the situation and will not speak the words that he has told us to speak mm -hmm. out of well it really comes down to pride mm -hmm. we are not humbling ourselves to recognize who he is put him in his proper place and then speak what he has told us to speak obey mm -hmm. and being obedient mm -hmm. because of our love for him and out of faith then the relationship can't work we are at odds mm -hmm. James addresses this exact thing. James 4, 1 through 3. He says, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Which brings us to verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Hmm. It goes back to exactly what you were saying about prayer at the beginning and what you noticed as a lack in your prayer life. Oh, well, the Lord told me that. <laughs> sure. Well, it was it was made known through Revelation mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit revealing that to you. Absolutely. But can you can you build on that more as far as it's not just about, oh, I just said what the word said. I prayed the scripture. and Right. So the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. And what he told me was that I couldn't use my faith to usurp or overturn his authority. So if he said, Kamisha, I want you to go um, here to this city but I didn't really want to go there. I, I I would find myself trying to use the word, well, Lord, you told me I could ask for this, that, or the other, and nothing would happen. Or he would speak something to me, and I didn't really like the answer that I got, so I would ignore it, and then I you know, would be confused at that point. He said, you can't take my word and abuse it. <laughs> you're, you're not going to change me. It is my will. You know, when Jesus laid and taught his disciples when he laid out the what we call the Lord's Prayer, what did he do? He acknowledged the Heavenly Father as being who he is, right? And that he, when he's saying that you are in heaven, it wasn't just like locating him on a map. It was telling and making known and acknowledging that you're higher than us, God. You know all things and all things belong to you and nothing exists without you. I can't live without God and his way of doing things. There's, I can't separate from myself from that. And then he talks about your kingdom come, Lord, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That what, Those aren't just nice words. They're not just pleasurable and pleasant sounding to the ears. They have meaning. And God is not one who minces words. He means what he says. And Absolutely. it's the Holy Spirit that reveals those things to us, but it's our job to come up to him to his way of doing things and understand the will of the Lord, because he said that that's able and then begin to walk it out and then do that with the, the help and the aid of the Holy spirit. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and we see what Kamisha was just talking about really highlighted by Paul in second Corinthians one twenty, where it says for as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes. Therefore, also through him 
is our amen mm -hmm. to the glory of God through us. Amen. So if we really look at that in light of what we've just been discussing, our role then is to come into agreement in alignment with him and what he says. Amen. What he says, not what we say, not attempting to reverse the roles mm -hmm. and not attempting to try and get him, that is the Lord, to agree with us and mm -hmm. our way of thinking, our plans, mm -hmm. but it is to only carry out, out of obedience, out of love, and in faith, what he says and his desires, his perfect will. Mm. Perfect will. Glory to God. In First John five thirteen through 15, he addresses this. He says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And especially in verse 14. This is the confidence which we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, mm -hmm. he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Amen. In everything, we need to seek the Lord for his perfect will in that situation. Not try to reverse it and say, well, he hears us in whatever we ask. So if we ask anything, he hears us. No, no, no. That's not what it's saying. That's upside down thinking. That mm -hmm. is the opposite. It is asking according to his will. Or what he's told us to ask him for. Just like the example set forth in Christ. Mm -hmm. He only said the things the Father said, mm -hmm. and he only did the things the Father did. We need to follow that as the pattern example. And ask the Lord in everything, for every situation we find ourselves in. Lord, what is your will? What would you have me speak? Mm -hmm. What would you have me do? And then mm -hmm. be obedient out of love mm -hmm. to the Father and in faith, speaking what he has told you to speak and doing what he has told you to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to restate something really quickly. When the Lord lets you know what his will is, then ask him your prayer should be in accordance with what he's described to you, not in opposition to that. And even when it sounds like a good idea, if it's not what God said, then it's not right. And if it doesn't belong there. It's not the God idea. Right. And we should always be in God's will. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change, right? A lot of times we look at, or a lot of people will look at the Bible and say, well, there's an Old Testament God and a New Testament God. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that speaks of duality, which contradicts what he says in Malachi 3.6. For mm -hmm. I... The Lord do not change. Or in mm -hmm. Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Mm -hmm. If we look throughout, it is always, it's always been the same, from the end to the beginning. He does not change. He is God, and as he says in Jeremiah one twelve, then the Lord said to me, "You have seen well, for I am watching over my word." to perform it. We must come into alignment to Amen. see that fulfilled. He's not looking to perform your word, mm -hmm. but his word. And he's looking for 
for you, us as the believer, to take to put his word in our mouth. Absolutely. So when Jesus said, go here to this city, I say, yes, Lord, I'm going here to this city, to the city that you called me and appointed me to. Thank you, Father. And I'm going to say these words that you've told me to say. Mm -hmm. Nothing more. Amen. Nothing less. Not adding to and not taking away. Amen. So I just want to encourage you today to let this foundation to be built in you, just like the foundation of a house or a building. Amen. Bring your thinking up to his way of thinking and believe what he wants, his perfect will, his plan, and the desired method that he wants to carry it out because it's good. It is the best plan. It's satisfying. It's satisfying to your soul and is able to succeed. It is able to accomplish the intent, the desires, mm -hmm. the mission, if you will, that God has sent it to do. So speak what he has already said about the situation. Put his words in your mouth. Amen. 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 All right. God bless you. If you receive the Holy Spirit today, we want to hear from you. Email us at adayofprayer at yahoo.com. We want to celebrate with you and hear your testimony. God bless you. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. If you have any questions, comments, or anything you'd like to share, a prayer request, or a praise report, please email us at adayofprayer at yahoo.com. You can also find and follow A Day of Prayer at adayofprayer.org, podbean, adayofprayer.podbean.com, where you can listen and download the latest teachings, and at Facebook at A Day of Prayer 2018, where you'll also find updates, information about upcoming events and seminars, and the latest topics of prayer that the Lord is speaking to us about. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.